What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8-Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we're bringing you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. No subject is off limits and no take is too hot. I am your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, co-host of the Inconsolables podcast, 8-Bit's resident video wonderkind, it's Sammy Deej. Wonderkind. Oh, how <laughs> wonderful. Well, I mean, you guys were talking about it last week. You wanted someone who believes in flat earth. <laughs> I didn't. Yes. I I did not even real. It, I'm, I'm assuming you're joking about that. Yes, I am. Fantastic. I was kind of like, if you if you don't realize, I'll just be like, come on, be respectful. <laughs> right, that, uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. No, uh, I've been listening all the time to it. Uh, it's fantastic. Great to be having you know conversations about these things. You know, I was nervous coming on, but you know, I was kind of like. It will be what it will be. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, case it is what it is now. It is what um, it is. A deal's a deal. Um, it's funny. Everyone, most people that I've had on this show have a similar sort of response in the lead up to or after. Like, oh, you know, I'm nervous to come on, and especially when you're talking about issues and news and current affairs and that kind of thing. And I, I, I said to um, Ali last week, um, she wasn't nervous to come on or anything, but she was. We were sort of talking about this conversation, and I said, I, "I'm the dumbest person that's been on this show, so it is literally fine. Like if I can yeah. fake it till you make it, if I can pull this off every week, it's uh, yeah. it's completely." Well, I mean, fine. I mean, you've been doing fantastic stuff with the show. Ah, oh, thank you, my uh, friend. Be very proud of what you've done thus far. Oh, so. very good. No, I appreciate that. It, it is. It is a. Um, it is. I've said before. It's uh, it's a double-edged sword with this show. Obviously, I get to make cool content, but I also get to educate myself and read news and actually have to pay attention to stuff that's going on. So it for- yeah. forces me to be a little bit more. I don't know, in touch with the world. Yeah, and the yeah, issues. yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Now, uh, now, Sammy. Last week, I finally worked out that I need to start get like my co-hosts to introduce who they are and just in case the yeah, listeners don't know who they are because the, the Epic Collective has recently had a uh, an expansion of talent and yeah. um, some of the listeners might not be aware aware of who you are so uh, if they don't shame on them but for those who aren't aware of yourself and your escapades uh, give us a little bit of who is your daddy and what does he do oh well he wo- he's retired now uh so i am kind of the one of the video guys doing stuff for 8-bit primarily doing video reviews uh i don't think it's out yet by the time we're recording this but it might be by the time that it's out you know half informed kind of stuff mm. all on the youtube channel youtube.com slash we are 8-bit um yeah i mean i kind of started just as a reviewer and all of my written reviews kind of got thrown out with the overhaul uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of new stuff um yeah and I'm, I'm super appreciative to be part of this in fact this is i think this is the first time i'm on a podcast yeah which is interesting on 8-bit at least yeah yeah um so yes and you, you host a, a podcast of your own or you co-host a podcast yeah own. yeah uh so the other two guys uh, andrew and paul were kind of the main ones that started it up and i was kind of guesting a couple of times and they said hey why don't you be on like full time and yeah it's 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 been fantastic i've been doing it for uh, how many months now like five four or five so yeah that's been fantastic and i totally suggest 
watching it, especially if you agree with me with some points later <laughs> on in this uh, podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so it, uh, the Inconsolables, it's a, it's primarily a video game sort of um, centric. Yeah. Yep. So you know, we talk about the video games that we've been playing. We talk about all the news, including like the crazy weird stuff that happens. Mm. Uh, you know, like we had an episode about how uh, we had a thing on. There's apparently a smart lock that's being developed that uh, prevents parents coming into your room when you're watching uh, anime with titties and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> okay. Apparently, someone got trapped we're during on, like one of on the testings. That, don't we? So that was great. <laughs> Magnificent. Anyway, Magnificent. And you're a Melbourne boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southside. Uh, fantastic stuff here. Uh, love the suburbs. It's nice to have a city. nice to have a fellow Melbourne Melbourneian on the show. Where so. are you? What side are you? I'm southeast. So, oh, yeah. so we'll have to catch up sometime. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Now, before we kick off into our main news stories, Sammy, as it always has been, as it always is, it has been a massive week in as news. It is what it always is. <laughs> it is what it always is. Uh, so it's time for rapid fire news. I'm going to throw. a a few headlines, and this is our most stacked week. It, is, it has been a big week. Like, I was yes. almost tempted, like, legitimately, every one of these, uh, bar one, because it only just happened today, um, I yeah. was tempted to, like, I'm like, I, I want this to be a... Actually, the first one, I'm not. Yeah. But most of these, I wanted to be Some their own yeah. topic. Um, yeah. But uh, there's just not enough time in the day. So, rapid fire. I want... Word, association, quick, thinking, okay. hot take, throw it at me. So, first is, crew of Irish mothers scamming shops and restaurants on the Gold Coast. Okay, you didn't give me information about this. No. That's kind of weird. What what specifically were they doing to scam them? So, they're walking into restaurants with their kids. It's like three or four mothers with like their kids, and they're just trashing the joint, and basically eating and drinking and then getting the places to kick them out so they don't have to pay. Oh, wow. That's, putting, that, that's pretty scummy. Putting glass and things in their meals so they're not having to pay, stealing things in shopping centers. Oh, it's been, shit. I'm surprised you haven't heard about this one. It's been all over the news. It's been uh, Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I, I've heard of those kinds of practices, mm. you know, like fucking with food and being like, what are you trying to give me, like rat tails and shit? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty scummy. Yeah, very much yeah, so. Very much what so. some people are willing to do. Next headline, the MCG bans car parking for blockbuster events as an anti-terror measure. Okay, I mean, I kind of get that. I don't know, that, that, that seems a bit odd to me. Mm. It's very, I found it very reactionary. Um, yeah. It doesn't yeah. seem like something that you would do unless you had a reason to, um, which... I, like, you know what, if they're doing that, if they've got legitimate reason to feel like this is a... Um, a necessary measure Fuck, all for it man mm, catch the train yeah. to the footy yeah i just i just suggest you know using caution with that because there are definitely been measures that have brought in like tsa and stuff that's mm. kind of more the um security theater rather than actual you know yeah. improvements yeah for sure uh, yeah that's a t on the tsa the americans um they make a big deal about the TSA, or not all of them, but yeah. I, I've met I've met a few who are just like the TSA is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. This, that, and the other. It's a it's a uh, an infringement on their rights, etc., and so on. And I've been to the states a few times, or a couple of times, and uh, enough yeah. that I've had to, you know, I've I've dealt with the TSA on several occasions. And literally, the only difference between the TSA and like airport security in Australia is you have to take your shoes off. 
Yeah, because like, oh yes, that that totally convinces everyone that now we're safe. They don't have shoes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that the blow up about the TSA and that kind of thing is slightly over um, exaggerated. But uh, but this MCG mm. thing, I'm I'm um, you know, I'm happy for them to do it if they feel like it's going to um, just I guess avoid any unnecessary. Yeah, I, hope, I hope it will. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next headline: Black Panther crosses the one billion dollar mark at the box office. Oh, how badly do I need to see this movie? Have you not seen it? Oh, I wow. haven't seen it yet. I only just watched um, two nights ago, The Disaster Artist. So oh my God, I'm catching yes. up. Yep, I need to see The Disaster um, Artist. Um, oh, well, you haven't seen The Disaster <laughs> Artist yet? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like, by all accounts, it's a fantastic... Hmm. I mean, I mean, you've seen it, so you could I probably... I saw it on Sunday night. Yeah. I, I, oh, you only just saw it Sunday. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, me on my me and my ivory tower over here. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. People are talking about it like it's the best Marvel movie. It is this amazing thing. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, it's definitely not the best Marvel movie by um by quite a quite a distance but um i thought it was really good it just it wasn't this phenomenal thing that um that some people make i I understand it has um significance to other people for other reasons and that kind of thing obviously yeah absolutely it is a culturally significant thing that you know the first blockbuster black superhero and and that kind of thing and you know majority Mm -hmm. um black cast is a is a fantastic thing with a black young black director and and all these things so um I, i think it's it's a good news story that it's um that it's doing so well most definitely Okay. Australia exempt from tariffs on steel and aluminium exports to the US. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm... <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot of background, so I'm kind of just like, that just seems odd. Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't know if you've been keeping up with this story. Donald Trump, obviously... Um, has been impo- has decided to impose the tariffs on a lot of countries for exports on aluminium and steel and etc and so on and uh, Australia luckily has been exempt from that so not much more to okay. say to that I think it's just a tick. Yeah. I mean it, it it seems like kind of one of those moves of like you know China is getting way too much business and mm. taking away business from other countries correct thing. yeah very much that very much that mm. throwing throwing some big wide ones down the plate for you uh, yeah. second to last story. Stephen Hawking dies today, age 76. Should make note, obviously, we are recording this on the 14th of March in the evening, and uh, the news has just filtered through this afternoon that um, Stephen Hawking has passed away. Yeah, it's still pretty raw. I mean, considering that he was told he was going to live for five more years, like Mm. over 50 years ago, Mm. incredible, um, you know, fantastic stuff that he has done. You know, we've got... You know, he's kind of like now kind of immortalized in this, you know, kind of scientific cycle of like, yep. you know, we had Isaac Newton with gravity and we had, you know, Albert Einstein. And, you know, I guess the hope that I have is that from that we will, you know, people will still remain curious and keep pushing things forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm a scientist person. It affected mm. me, okay? Of course. And he's a, you know, one of the more, I think, significant, you know, individuals that we've had ever you know mm-hmm. in at least in my life's you know lifetime he's always been a, a you know a really fascinating person to me i'm, I'm someone who's really um fascinated and, and really interested in things like astronomy and, and that kind of thing um yeah. and like you know the universe and and he's um you know he's always been someone who i've always found you know really fascinating and, and you know sad news but you know a lot of people you know the general consensus today for most of the people i've spoken to is like um 
Yeah, oh, wow, yeah, but, you know, he, he, he wasn't meant to live past 27 and, um, and you know, he made it to, to 76. And, um, yeah. you know, I think regardless of that, it's still a, um, it's still a pretty sad story. Um, yeah. One of the more influential people of our time, that's for sure. Mm. It'll be missed, but not forgotten. Absolutely. And our last quick rapid fire, Donald Trump and King Jong, King Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, Third time's charm. Agree to meet after the president accepted the Hermit Nation leader's invitation to discuss the two countries' simmering tensions. Uh, Hopefully it all goes well. Mm. But, you know. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? This is a um this is a very interesting one. This was this just missed the cut as being a full um a full topic today, but um I think uh, I think this is very unexpected. I don't think anyone saw this coming coming. I think it's uh it's a sign of the desperation of the north and um you know they're you know the it's a i think this is a good thing to happen but who knows with these two with with as but obviously the um the you know with these two people coming together any other leaders you would think this is a good thing two nations who have been quite you know had a lot of tension coming together to discuss you know denuclearization and this that and the other and um trying to avoid war but anything can happen with um with donald trump and kim yeah. jong-un in the it, same it, it room it seems odd to me that we, we aren't seeing like big announcements of you know more like china and japan and stuff mm. because it kind of feels like with north korea it's kind of one of those things of you know they're a bit too proud to you know admit mm. defeat to america mm. yeah well, so it seems a bit odd that they're kind of a lot of a lot of people are sort of talking about this as a um, and as a victory as you know a small victory to the north because you know they 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 you know extended the olive branch and Trump has a lot of people see it as a victory to the north Trump just accepting the invitation to go over there um, which you know I found odd I would have thought it would be the other way around with the way that they sort of with their propaganda and that kind of thing the fact that you know um, Kim is yielding i guess and sort of having to have talks when they've always been so steadfast in that you know they want to be a, a nuclear nation and this that and the other so um mm. it i will be this will definitely be a topic down the track so i wait may yeah. i think they've set the date to catch up so uh looking forward to that i guess it's politics that <laughs> is politics all right sammy yeah, let's uh, let's get on with the show It's a story straight out of a Tom Clancy novel. Last week, former Russian spy Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia were poisoned with a nerve agent in a seemingly brazen assassination attempt in Salisbury, England. Due to the circumstances of the attack, the British counter-terrorism unit has been called in to investigate. All the evidence leads to this being a calculated attempt at murder by a Russian intelligence agency. UK Prime Minister Theresa May says it is highly likely that the Kremlin is responsible for the attack and that there will be repercussions if Russia do not respond. Sammy, what did you make of this? Well, okay, so the thing is, I mean, obviously this is a murder, so that's concerning. Well, it's it's attempt, he's still, to be fair, okay, attempt to murder. Yeah, he's still alive. (laughs) Technically not murder, but like pretty close. Uh, you know, it was carried by, by the Russians. I found it very concerning because when you look at the the previous attacks, mm. this is very... It is, it is very brazen. Like, they say that it's very brazen, and mm. I have to kind of agree because it's so 
public. Yeah. It's so not stealthy. Mm. There's kind of like something being communicated with this, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. a... um, It is a... Yeah, this is... I've just found this story to be crazy. Like, that, that's the way I put it. So, the, the headline broke. This this has been an ongoing story um, for the last sort of week and a half. Um, you know, to break it down, uh, Mr. Skripal, Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia were found slumped over on a park bench, unresponsive. Um, a police officer who sort of approached them. Um, he's, he's now in hospital in a serious but stable condition. Um, yeah. And, you know, so pretty much straight away, they, you know, this, the counterterrorism unit was called in. Um, you know, there was talk that this is a, um, an, you know, a chemical weapon attack. And it has been identified as a nerve agent called Novichok or Novichok. Um, oh, I didn't realize they identified it. Yeah, so they just recently identified it. Um, it is a... So it, what they've said, what um, you know, Scotland Yard and that have said is that the the nerve agent is one of two possibilities with this nerve agent. It is it is confirmed that it is a Russian military um, designed and created weapon weaponized nerve agent. So either Russia have conducted this attack, this state sanctioned assassination attempt, or they have allowed a chemical weapon to fall into somebody else's hands who has tried to assassinate um, Mr. Skripal yeah, so and his daughter. Yeah, that would be a bit convenient. Yeah, so the, the UK are sort of saying to Russia, well, which one is it? Either you're incompetent or you're attempting a, you know, a, a, assassination. A assassination on British soil. Um, this yeah. is, you know, this this story has far far more reaching repercussions than just you know a, a former russian spy and um his daughter being you know attempted to be poisoned this this is this could boil over into especially with the way things are with russia currently with everything that's going on with the us um you know the just the the way that they're conducting themselves in the middle east you know even things that they did recently with like crimea and these kinds of things like there's a lot going on putin being very aggressive um he's got a do you think that's why they have you know moved from you know like the previous versions were like really stealthy Mm. poisonings that you know almost you know Mm. were undetected to Mm. freaking nerve gas yeah you know do you like, is that kind of how you see, like, the political situation going? Because it's... Uh, I can't... I, I can't... Th- I can't think that they would want this to be something that was in the public forum. Like, this is a... Like... But then again, like, why wouldn't you just shoot him in the head? Like, if you really... Like, it's a good... Like, it's a good question. Like, do they... Are they wanting to make a statement with something like this? That, yeah. you know... Like, why use a nerve agent that... You know, they basically, you know, another thing is they put out a, a you know, a, a bulletin to say that anyone that was in the area of Salisbury on this day, wash your, like wash all of your clothes, wash your handbags, yeah. wash your phones, like wipe everything down. Um, you know, 21 people, I think, have had to go to hospital as a result of being somewhere in the vicinity of this um, attack. It's, um, it's absolutely crazy. It is, it is, it is not the first time, like you said, that they've tried it as well. So I think, you know, well, it, it's not the first time that they've tried it, but it's the first time that it has been, you know, something like this. You know, like you, you see stories about like a guy who, you know, fell over, had a heart attack. Two years later, they found, you know, plant toxins that mm. cause heart attacks. Yeah. 
Whereas this is, you know, it, it like in terms of poisonings, you know, it's it's like setting off like a little grenade. You know, yeah. you're drawing attention to yourself, and you're, you know, inflicting. You're likely to, if not certain, to be affecting other people that are completely unrelated to the situation. Mm, mm. So it, it's it's hard for me to look at this and not think there is some kind of thing that they're trying to do. And maybe that's just conspiracy. We will get into that a little later. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to see it through any other lens, really, because mm. it doesn't add up. No, I agree. This this is a very yeah, it's a very bizarre thing. You make a good point. Like, why would they use something like like a chemical weapon that can be identified, you know, on British soil? It, it seems almost too brazen, like too obvious, too like yeah. you know. I'm sure that just be an accident or whatever. Yeah. Unless unless maybe Russia, you know, whoops, we accidentally left some, you know, nerve gas out on the porch mm. and someone nicked it. Mm. It's, it, um, yeah, it, it, it I mean, it, it, all, all, all signs point to, to Russia that they're responsible. I think it's pretty unanimous, unless there is some kind of conspiracy yeah. theory that someone's trying to make Russia look like they've done it. Russia are um, denying all allegations. They called yeah. um, the comments by Theresa May outlandish and said it's a circus act that this is going on. Basically, the, um, the British Prime Minister has uh, gave Russia... Um, a deadline to respond to the allegations, which was today, Wednesday. They that has now passed as of Wednesday, the fourteenth of March, eight eleven p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. There has been no response from Russia. So, um, you know, they've Britain has promised repercussions. They've promised sanctions. How they're going to do that, I don't know. I imagine you know freezing yeah, of I assets mean, and the, yeah. I, I I just find it like so crazy i mean like did you see like obviously this is this is not some way of saying oh well the, you know vladimir putin didn't say anything but these guys did but did you see the 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 russian uh anchorman kind of person who was talk? didn't you see did you see this or no? no 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 i don't think so Tell me. oh my god okay wait i i wrote down a thing so this is from like russian state news and this is like a newscaster or someone mm. um his name was uh, Kirill, Kirill Klaymanov. Um, and he said, and this is translated, the profession of a trader is one of the most dangerous in the world, according to the statistics. It's much more dangerous than a drug courier. Oh, wow. uh, it's very rare that those who have chosen it have lived in peace until a ripe old age. Alcoholism, drug addiction, stress, and depression are inevitable professional illnesses of a traitor, resulting in heart attack and even suicide. Wow. Um, and he went on to say, don't choose Britain as a place to live. Something is wrong there. Maybe it's the climate. But in recent years, there have been too many strange incidents with great outcomes, uh, with grave outcomes there. Oh, wow. And I mean, wow, you know, that. you look at that and you're just like, wow, that is like the most, it's just like insect gossamer thin veil over like fucking threats. It's like how is this a thing yeah yeah very very yeah. bizarre it's um freaking scary man so this this guy sergey Skripal, he was a um he was a russian colonel um basically he was spying for mi6 um he was uh caught and found guilty of spying and put in jail he was then traded back to the uk in like a uh, about 12 years ago i think in in a um sort of like a yeah. spy swap you know they traded 
they traded and and this was the other thing that four. that tw- yeah, I think they ten four prisoners for ten Russian spies. Yeah, so they got four people back, and he was one of them for for twelve for ten Russian spies that they traded back. So, um, you know, there was also a lot of talk around this guy. He he has money, or he's had money. He has no job, but he has a lucrative income. Um, so like, where's he getting this money? There's a whole lot of talk around that, but, um, yeah. you know, this, this very quickly went for me to being like, Oh, that's like, not, not a cool story, but I'm like, wow, that's like, you know, something out of a, a James Bond movie kind of thing or yeah. to, to, and, and just or, to add on to that, um, that I've also heard that in recent years, he was at military academies and he was giving insight and, uh, into this, uh, military intelligence agency in russia called the gru right oh the so <laughs> that might be kind of you know the catalyst mm. amongst you know everything else that you know might have brought this attack on yeah there's a lot there's a lot to go this this story will continue on um for the next couple of weeks i assume i imagine there will be developments in between uh now when we're recording and monday when this posts so uh if there are any developments i will um I will endeavor to add a little interstitial to the start of the episode, but um, yeah, as, as it is, this is a this is a very very tense, scary situation because there's so much tension in the world between you know nations. Mm. Um, feels like more so than there has been for a very very long time, at least in my lifetime. Um, and yeah. you know, of all the people that we probably don't want to have to go to like. We don't want to. We don't want to have to go to war with anyone. But Russia is like top of that list because, like the North, you know, like North Korea, um, they can. They're quite um, unpredictable. Powerful. Yeah, and powerful. Oh. Yeah, very much more so than the North Korea as well. And they they would have a um, a very very uh, dangerous military, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Far more resources. Mm, very much so. All right, let's uh, let's move along, Sammy. Now. There will be hyperbole to come, but stick with me. Insane far-right wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones's YouTube channel has recently seen advertisers abandoning ship like rats jumping off the Titanic. After the founder of Infowars posted a video claiming that student survivors from the Florida Parkland school shooting were actors. Organizations such as Nike, Acer, and 20th Century Fox and Paramount, among many others, have pulled their commercials from the channel, many of them claiming they were unaware they were even advertising on Jones' channel to begin with. Jones and his cohorts are reportedly on thin ice with the online video platform. YouTube even took the measure to suspend the account of InfoWars Bureau Chief Jerome Corsi, although his account has been restored. So, is this a win for the good guys, or the soft left getting their niggers in a twist again? Is this a breach of First Amendment rights, or YouTube finally getting their act together and purging some of the dribble from its platform? Sammy. Yeah. Uh, wait. I think. Sorry. I think I'm dealing with some interference. <laughs> I think I might. Just oh. Oh, good. You've br- you've brought your tinfoil hat. If yeah, this was it's very poorly formed. I'm gonna... The um the props the props don't always work well. The visual gags don't work well for audio podcasts. But there you go. Yeah. That there is a tinfoil right. hat. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, this is this is a very interesting topic, shall we say? Mm. Um, so, as should be the start, I will put my head or the Bible put my head up and say, yes, I lean left, um, but I do seek to understand, you know, all the rights, and I'm, I'm just a pacifist. I want everyone to get along. Yeah, and have 
cake and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a good place to be. I think it's a very interesting issue because the the fact of the matter is, Alex Jones to me, I I think not only is he far right and not only is he a conspiracy theorist, but my problem with him is that he has actual influence now. Yeah. Yeah, especially recently because, you know, he's uh, in good with Donald Trump and he's been getting, you know, a bit more influence now. Mm. Um, And, you know, sometimes he says, you know, things that people find funny, like, ha ha ha, I don't like them putting stuff in the water that makes the frogs gay. Um, But on the other side of the spectrum, uh, he said, and this isn't really that much of an exaggeration, he basically was just like, Sandy Hook wasn't real. Ugh, like, not really. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, it makes me cringe every time I, people mention it. Here's the it. thing. I was fucking disgusted by that. <sighs> the, the part that made, that made me go, oh my God, look at this fucking crazy person in the corner over here, um, to, oh, this is actually dangerous, is apparently um, some people who watch his radio show called up parents of the victims and said, yeah, your kids didn't die. Mm. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of my perspective. But I, I think this is kind of an interesting situation because there's a much bigger story to this, which is that the rights are kind of getting pushed out of YouTube. Mm. And as I said, I'm left. And I'm not going to deny that I, I, I'd be like, yes, I'm going to subscribe to this shit. But it kind of feels like, you know, platforms like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook are more and more edging out the right. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really a fan of that. No. You know? No. I, um, I'm, um, yeah, this is a, this is a multifaceted issue, as most things are. Um, I, I, my opinion of Alex Jones is that he is... Um, he's a very, very dangerous man because like you said, he has, he's, he's gone from being an outlandish sort of joke to now people take him seriously. And when he says the things that he does, it can have far reaching repercussions. Um, you know, and the crazies sort of obviously are drawn to Alex. Um, now, I don't think Alex Jones believes half the things that he says. I think he's, I think he's a very calculated, um, callous man who Mm. isn't really worried about who he affects, who he upsets, who, what, like, what, you know, um, result. For every action, there is an equal and opposing reaction, right? That's that's yeah, that's yeah, physics, yeah, yeah. and he's he doesn't give a shit about that. You know, he will just say things as outlandish as they are, like that. You know, yeah, the government's putting shit in the water that makes people gay, or that Sandy Hook didn't happen, or that these kids are crisis actors. And I, I honestly don't think he's dumb enough to really believe that Sandy Hook didn't happen. I think he says it because know. he knows. I, I can't be certain. That's the that's the scary thing is is you can't be certain about that. Like I I think. There are definitely issues there. Like I, what I will say is, I took one for the team because I actually um, listened to the better part of an episode of that shit. Oh wow! Um, and I kind of feel. I, I guess I got the feeling that I don't know whether or not he thinks what he's saying is true, but it's more that it fits into 
like this propaganda kind of narrative. Mm. You know, it, it's it's not it, you know it's about censorship and it's about blah 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 blah, but it's also about you know this crusade of like the right versus the left you know mm. they're we're trying to provide all the truth and blah 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 blah, mm. and the left is trying to shut us down and of course this you know unfortunately or fortunately you know whatever uh kind of feeds into that narrative mm. because you know and, and that's probably why lots of people are kind of into him because even if they don't agree with the specific theories you know they agree with the general sentiment Mm. people think abortion is bad you know maybe they do or do not believe that uh there are doctors that are you know flushing aborted fetuses down into the sewers and you know farming the sludge to use (laughs) to make fertilizer to put on your food Mm. so that they can have the lovely tagline of you're literally eating aborted fetuses oh my goodness you know i'd like to think most people don't believe in that but they do believe abortion you know is fucked up yeah it's demonic they would do this yeah the 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 point is is there's a there's enough people that believe what alex jones says for it to be profitable for him and that's where i think that he is at like i said i don't think he believes half the shit that he says i just think he does it because it makes him a lot of money and he know and he feeds off the idiocy of these people who buy into the shit that he says but the issue with that is that it's extremely dangerous because he's you know intentionally feeding people rhetoric about potentially you know personally damaging things like these kids who you know watch their friends be slaughtered in front of them that they're like crisis actors and these kinds of things it's absolutely bizarre but people buy into it um i guess with the issue of youtube sort of phasing these people out Again, it's a, a multifaceted issue in that I, you know, one part of me is like good Alex Jones for, you know, as he should not have, you know, he shouldn't, like, I don't want him to have a platform to sp- speak the dribble that he does that's damaging to society. I don't want people to, to be able to spew hate speech and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But it is a like Nazis and white supremacists and all that shit. I hate that that they have a voice. It yeah. fucking sickens me to my core. But it's a dangerous, it's a slippery slope when you start yeah. saying you can't have a voice. To all right, cool. So it starts off as Alex Jones and you know the KKK channel or something. It's like all right, you're out, and you know fucking Jake Paul. All right, cool, you're out. <laughs> you know you three are out. Yeah, it's like okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So all right. These these guys are out. Everyone goes great. That's awesome. You know, sweet. Um, you know the we got rid of Alex Jones. We got rid of the KKK and we got rid of the Paul brothers. Fantastic. And then the next thing happens, and it's you know not quite as extreme as these kids are crisis actors and Sandy Hook didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's a Christian church saying something about gay marriage, um, yeah. which obviously. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm left as well. I make that pretty yeah, clear, yeah, but yeah, I'm very much, I'm left leaning, but I'm, I'm more in the center on a lot of issues. Gay marriage, I'm fucking bring it on. I love it. Um, you know, it shouldn't, it like, it, it's, it was bizarre to me that it was even a discussion that needed to be had. Um, but we had it and the right result happened. So that's, that's magnificent, but it might be, but I respect people to have an opinion on that, especially if there's a religious sort of aspect to it. And if, what if it's, if it's not even like a vile hate speech thing, it's just, there's a 
Christian pastor who's talking about why he doesn't agree in gay marriage. And then it's, and yeah. this is, a, you know, this is an extreme yeah. example. And then YouTube goes, you know, people get all up in arms about that and they go, oh, you can't have that then. And then it's, mm. and then we are effectively censoring people's right to free speech. Yeah. Um, that's what worries me about this kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, one could argue that, especially in recent years, it seems like political views have been kind of, made extreme you know so we've got like the far left which i'll say i don't agree with the far left no. and the far right but you know then there's I, I guess there's kind of this question that i have of would that if you take out the extremes w will the right kind of move further extreme and you know same with the left um you like because i feel like it has become competitive in that way and some members of the far right have gotten so far right because mm. of the fact that you know the the general mainstream center has shifted left mm. um you know is 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 this kind of what happens is this how the left and the right get completely separated into their own echo chambers yeah is you know yeah i um no i think i think that's very much you know uh, and it, the issue the sh the sad part of it is, is that it's, you know, it's the 10% on the very far right and it's the 10% on the very far left and they are just the loudest ones. They're the mm. loudest motherfuckers. And then there's 80% of us who sit, well, you know, you might lean a little bit left, you might lean a little bit more conservative, but you're in the middle and you're generally a fairly level-headed person who's willing to have a good discourse and conversation and you have these very loud obnoxious people on both ends of the spectrum who don't know how to talk to each other who don't care about the other side of any argument and yeah. go to the very extreme because like you said it's like okay that shifts a little bit one way and then that way pulls further back yeah. and then the and, same and not only do, do people not want to talk to people on the opposite side what they're much more a fan of doing is you know, pulling out like individual tweets and, you know, compiling mm. them and go like, look how bullshit the left is, you know, they're creating a straw man that then they can attack. Yeah. And, and, you know, both sides do it. Oh, but for sure. It doesn't solve anything. It, no. it literally just makes things worse. Yeah. And there's an, an absolute lack of conversation. There's an, almost the opposite of a conversation happening, hmm. which isn't a thing that exists. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, it's more of an argument than a, than a conversation. Um, or like they're just yelling at each other rather than it being an yeah. actual, you know, even argument or discussion. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I, th I just, I feel like we're in a, you know, and this, you know, this might be slightly hyperbolic, but we're in a very, very tense, dark time, I think, in society in that we, everyone is very angry and nobody wants to have a proper discussion with each other. And it's, we're all very quick to, to jump on that that quick yeah. angry tweet and the the like it's so hard to have any kind of discourse these days mm. with people because nobody wants to see another side do you know what i mean yeah. no one wants to see the argument or the reason of the other side like i spoke last week about uh, it might have been last week or the week before about like anti-vaxxers for instance oh my God. you might say that they're the dumbest people on earth but i get it I get why people yeah. are anti-vax. Like, I understand that. You know, the abortion thing, like, I'm pro-choice, but I 100% understand, like, people who are not, who are pro-life. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, get that side of the argument. But I'm, I'm totally the same. Like, like at, at the risk of trivializing the issue, you know, when I 
have a video game that I love a lot. I mm. specifically seek out people that don't love it because then I can understand my own biases and I can use that. And, you know, the idea that we are kind of so completely separated and we can't have a conversation. And I, I mean, it comes, I guess, to kind of full circle back to conspiracy theories because it kind of feels like at this point, you know, even something also looking back to Stephen Hawking, something like science, something that is supposed to be objective, something that should be informing politics in recent years has become something that goes the exact opposite way. Mm. We can't talk about objective science because objective science says climate change exists, but this person doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's the politicizing of facts and kind of <laughs> almost reality at the risk of going a bit too blue. yeah um you know it, it, it's very difficult we're in very separate worlds it's a very it's a very good example there's a brilliant example of the society that we live in and not even science can be like like can be science like science is science like it's black there's no like ifs or buts it's like this is the fucking gravity there yes yeah. And, uh, and then someone will be like, no, gravity's not a thing. That didn't just happen. Flat Earth. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know so. it goes back to Flat Earth. If, you know, gravity something that pulls things together, you can't have that on a Flat Earth. So if you go into like Flat Earth forums, they'll be like, well, gravity isn't something that pulls stuff in. It's literally we're on a disc and it's just rising. Mm. So that's what keeps things down. And it's just like, well, I can't have an argument or discussion <laughs> with you. Because we're in two diff completely different realities now. Mm. And that's not true of all politics. I'll say that right now. You know, that I've, I've even heard recently stories about, you know, people on completely different sides of the spectrum agreeing on stuff and working together. Mm. But, Which is the way it should be. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. To you an know, extent. I was kind of talking about, like, economics, and it was really interesting, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but you know, there, there are definitely things that we can talk about if we're willing to acknowledge, you know, some of the faults that we have in our views and the faults that we have in their views mm. and just kind of make it a conversation rather than, you know, who wins out mm. of these two ideas. I think the key with stuff like this is just to listen, like, let's mm. just listen to each other. Like we don't, we've forgotten how to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the Alex Jones thing goes, I don't know. I don't know where this ends. I think I, I would love for him to just maybe go back to talking about the earth being flat and um, UFOs and stuff like that. And maybe, maybe stay out of like the political oh, spectrum God. that that's like that, like that Alex Jones, I can cop because that's entertainment. I can't yeah. cop the Alex Jones um, being, um, you know, dangerous well he, well he he was the one who propagated the idea that 9-11 was an inside job mm. that was the mm. fact that freaked me out the most yeah. anyway yeah. Yeah. it freaked me out the most because yeah. you know that means he's been around for like 20 years i mean 9-11 might have been an inside job so i mean he might have been oh my God. <laughs> uh, i'll save that discussion for an another day yeah. um let's uh let's move along sam in the wake of the loot box microtransaction controversy of late 2017, involving games such as Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Middle Earth Shadow of War, among others, the ESRB has taken the extraordinary measure of not really doing anything at all. 
And by that I mean they've announced that they are adding labels to games that have in-game purchases or microtransactions. The measure doesn't really seem to do anything though, it doesn't change the rating level of the game, and will even appear separate from the ESRB rating label on the front of, or, and back of the boxes. While this can be seen as a step in the right direction to deter users from buying into microtransactions and loot boxes, to me, this seems more like a FYI rather than actually making any kind of difference. So what did you make of it, Sammy? Oh boy, this is just totally my topic. So, <laughs> uh, I, I would like to say first up for people who have not been following the story, this is kind of something that's more targeted at parents mm. and they are going to be, you know, putting information up on the ESRB site so people can actually look into this, uh, because they were of the opinion that parents don't know what loot boxes are, so mm. they shouldn't put loot boxes on the thing, which is, you know, kind of a fucking ridiculous excuse hmm. um you know i would just put gambling but then some people would object to that hmm. um i don't know like i the more that i've kind of thought about it the more i like the gesture yeah but it still has like pretty obvious holes that need to be filled before I, I'd be happy with it and really. that's do you know what though that is exactly what it is is a gesture this doesn't solve any kind of issue, and and I'll say this: my um, my uh, my yeah, I guess intro to this story had quite a bit of um, spin on it, obviously, because I, I really think that this is a this is just like a empty sort of gesture. Like there's they are putting like to not even include it in the ESRB like rating system. It doesn't affect, you know, whether a game is M or G or whatever their ratings are. Um, it is literally just an icon on the back of the box that says that you can buy stuff in game. It'll sit, mm. you know what? It'll sit next to the icons that say you need two controllers for this game, you know, two to four players yeah. and internet connection required yeah. that parents aren't going to look at. And this is the thing, right? It's not, going to do anything because parents aren't going to look at that but they're not going to pick that up and flip it over and because they're not in this conversation do you know what i mean it's not mm. it's not if they're saying that this is the this is for parents like what was the point of doing it at all because the parents aren't the ones in this discussion about microtransactions loot boxes the gamers are gamers yeah, but, but, are th but the argument is that you know we have all these controversies of oh a five-year-old boy had his mom's credit card spent a thousand dollars on like fifa shit yeah, you know, like I, I kind of get the idea that they're targeting parents, even though it does strike me a bit as a, as a move of, uh, oh look, it's it's the parents' fault now. Mm. Um, yeah, which I, I'm I, not a fan of. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think this is, like, I don't think it, if this is targeted parents, I don't think it does anything because I don't think parents are checking the box for this. Like the, this, this isn't in this discussion isn't parents. You know, the reason that the loot box microtransaction discussion exists is because gamers are annoyed that it's affecting their ability to enjoy games that they're paying $60 or $100 for, depending on where you live. Yeah. So in the case of Star Wars Battlefront, you buy that game, you pay $80, let's say in Australia, $60 in America, and you then have to spend in-game money. You have to spend your own money in-game to get the full experience of that game. After you've just paid seventy, eighty dollars of it. That's where people are getting riled up. And the the loot box thing, you know, that that is people getting riled up because, you know, you're spending a lot of money and um like China, yeah, you have banned loot boxes now and one country has made it mandatory that you put like 
it's like a, it's a, a form of gambling or something like that. I'm not 100% yeah. across it. But I just, I don't think that this does anything. I don't think, I think it's an empty gesture. I think it's just something to satiate people, to make them like stop the discussion because yeah. the dangerous slope is that when, if the ESR, if, what the ESRB don't want because it is an industry regulated thing like they're not a government agency they don't want the government getting involved in this discussion mm. because that opens a whole can of worms that we don't want but, that, so I, but that's kind of positive that you know we're not bringing the government into yeah, it yeah yeah I do but I just don't think it fixes the issue I think it's a it's a hollow gesture to stop un, like it's 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 not fixing the issue it's not fixing the problem it's just sort of like trying to breathe like you know proactively stop another issue but it doesn't actually fix that issue so this issue of the microtransactions and the loot boxes continues to happen we still get games like battlefront we still get games where loot boxes and these things are you know prevalent and they affect the in-game um experience and people will still get angry about them putting a logo on the back saying this game has microtransactions doesn't change the fact that people are going to get yeah. angry when they can't get the full experience out of a game that they pay $60, $70 for. Well, that's that- the thing. Like, we, we have a lot of things that we don't know about this. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, in the back and it's going to be like this big, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, but I think even then, you know, there are still lots of issues that I, I find perplexing about this. Like, I don't understand, for example, why it is just in-game purchases because in-game purchases is a fucking giant you know spectrum it's like you know, every game have... these days yeah yeah exactly so not it's only like, does that count it dlc attached... well it's going to be attached to every game so then people are kind of going to get desensitized to the whole idea of it and on the other end of the spectrum star wars battlefront 2 you pay 60 dollars for this game and you have to pay a whole bunch more to even get the features that you got in the previous game mm. it is sucking money out of people yeah on the other end of the spectrum, Resident Evil 7. If you want to get DLC, you can get DLC. It doesn't affect the game. Mm. It doesn't, you know, force it on you repeatedly. Yeah, but that's you still know, technically an in-game the... purchase. Yeah, they're going to be tarred with the exact same brush, and that's kind yeah. of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I don't think, I, I think that it, the, I, don't, I, I don't, like, and this is the thing, I don't know what the solution to the to the loot box problem is. I, personally, it it's not something that I really got like too like worried about i i think that you know i think the issue i think i think the the best way to solve this issue is just increase the price of games like just increase the price of games i mean like i i've got like so many suggestions for the games industry if they want to fucking listen <laughs> i mean like 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 my immediate question is like why the fuck do you keep making games that are so expensive that you have to drain that much money out yeah. of individual customers to be able to have it but just like start making profit yeah but this is the that's the nature of this industry is that if you put out a game that looks worse than the game that came out a year ago you get shit canned and no one wants to play your game unless okay. you pub, unless you pub here's an alternative make you know a bunch of photorealistic games but then make some ones that are just like you know cool voxels and pixels and whatever like there are so many indie games that are fantastic and you know like you look at stuff like last year we had hellblade yeah hellblade was a game that shock horror managed to with only selling millions and millions of copies managed to break even yeah as opposed to that's other a, games that's a that studio will sell millions and millions in the board will have their head in their hands yeah, going yeah. why 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 that's a studio of 20 people in like an independent studio of 20 people that doesn't have shareholders against a company like electronic arts that has 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees that has shareholders that has investors that has you know stakeholders do you know what i mean so like there's 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 it's not as simple uh, i don't think it's as simple as an issue as just going just make smaller games because for one the market dictates what what gets put out right the market wants big triple a experiences like the market doesn't just want indie games because if if all the market wanted was cheap indie games that's all that would come out right but the Mm. market wants big triple a games but the the market doesn't want to be nickel and dimed when they pay full whack for a game and they have to spend another 20 30 50 60 70 dollars whatever in game to get the full experience that's that's where the issue is is that people feel like they're getting ripped off because they're having to pay more and more i don't know what the i don't know if the solution is putting in the game if you put the you know put the price of games up 10 bucks there's an extra say the game sells 5 million copies then there's an extra 50 million dollars in profit, you know, in profit. I, 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 I can't abide though by the the idea. Like, I, I, I understand. I guess the idea of raising the price and, like, let's be honest. Like, if it was like you know, raise the game, price of a game ten dollars or have loot boxes, I'd rather go the ten dollars. Yeah. But you know, it, it kind of already feels like just in and of that idea that we are going, okay, here's a really shitty thing that we don't like. We're going to pay more for you not to put, you know, we're being provided a solution to a problem that is being created by the industry. Well, I, th- I, think, the, I think the problem though, well, the problem is that games are expensive to make and the developers and the publishers aren't making enough money from just selling the game. So they're putting these loot boxes in there. That That's, you know, it's action and reaction, I right? Just- so, yeah, it's, so it's I think just, you this, know this is this is a hole that the industry has dug for itself. Yeah, by not increasing game price, we've had the same. You know, games have been the same price since PS3 generation. Like we haven't had a real industry standard. Games are cheaper if you account for inflation. Games are cheaper now than they've ever been. Yet the cost of development and the cost of production is as more is as, is as expensive as it's ever been. So it costs more these days to make games, but we're making less money off them because they've stayed the same price. Yet the inflation has gone up. So that's why the industry, you're right, the industry's dug this hole for themselves by being too gun-shy to go, all right, we moved from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, games are now $70. That's just the way it is. And no, one, no, one, everyone was too scared to do that because they didn't want to do, you know, was, Xbox tried to do things when, you know, when we had the, the end of the change in generations and they wanted to do, you know, no more used games and this, that, and the other because, you know, the industry's hurting, used games is hurting the industry, so let's try and fix it this way. They, they got slammed for that because the consumers had stuff you i want to buy a use, i want to be able to buy a used game i want to share games etc and so on yeah. and so the, the industry is too scared to be up front and go whack 10 bucks where we have to charge more now it's an industry standard thing we, we're not making enough money this is why developers are closing down every other month this is why games are getting delayed to this year next year the year and year after is because we're not making enough money we don't have the resources so let's let's just bite the bullet ten dollars more cool bang you're gonna get your games you're gonna get them complete you're gonna get them on time and you're not gonna have to pay for bullshit loot boxes okay all i'm gonna say is that uh there's a reason i'm not into triple a games and i'll be (laughs) getting less into triple a games when that happens because there are fantastic publishers and fantastic companies out there that are doing fantastic work that is not preying on the consumers and Mm. trying to turn them into addicts for their games in order for them to get money um, yeah 
Yeah, I and, agree. You know, it's it's just I and and this is you know this is only the lowest that they have recently gotten. You know, they kind of went you know DLC. Now we're going to do like season passes, which is kind of bullshit. Now we're going to do you know these pre-orders with fucking ridiculous mm. fifty different editions. And you know this is just kind of the lowest point that they've gotten to now, and they'll probably go even lower. Mm. Um, that's just my opinion. You mm-hmm. know if. I, I still love games and everything. This is not some kind of, I actually hate games secretly. It's all conspiracy. <laughs> I Alex just Jones think it's, yeah, I just think it's disgusting that, um, and you know, it, it comes back, I guess, to the it's fact predatory. that I still think loot boxes are gambling. Yeah. Uh, no, the ball, they, yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Someone who agrees with me. Well, because... I think it's inherently like, I mean, it's, it's the same concept as a, it's like a slot machine. Is that you? You go dollar in, random chance, random game of chance. Yeah. It's the same as throwing. You know, it's just a different result as far as what comes out the other end. You know, if it's a slot yeah. machine, it's you getting money back. If it's you know horse races, you're getting money back. If it's a loot box, it's it's a fucking Overwatch skin. Okay, yeah, it costs like three cents. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Overall, yeah. overall yeah. consumers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just like. I guess I just look at the whole thing with the esrb and i go at least now we're kind of getting to the point where you know microtransactions are almost on the level of like video game violence in which we can kind of go the parents are to blame or whatever but at least now we've got regulation to somewhat in a very minor way potentially to inform the parents Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how i'm i'm interested to see how this plays out so um yeah we know i'll be waiting with bated breath i look forward well i'll see if next time i go to the when i go to the states later this year i'll um i'll see if i can keep an eye out for a for an american box to see what it says on the back yeah now like sammy sorry go on were you gonna say something oh, i was just gonna say it's kind of like the mobile thing but the mobile thing they at least have to show all the prices of everything, which is definitely not something that's going to be happening in this case. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, now, Sammy, it is time for our iTunes review of the week. Uh, woo. Woo. woo, indeed. And this week's review comes from, I'm, I'm going to guess it's Mutz. M- oh, hello, M- Mutz. That would be Michael from Reset. Presumably. Ah, I've heard lots of that. This Michael from Reset Mutz, um, and thank you for the review, yeah, Mutz. Not, I don't know. I probably shouldn't assume no. that just in case it's not. <laughs> well, if it's not, uh, if it is, is, either way, either uh, way, you are a fantastic person, and yes. I enjoy coming over to your house. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the title of the review is "Nice Work," and he says, "Solid start." Jumped on the episode with the lovely Salim the Dream. Great format, very interesting discussion, and this from someone who generally finds news and political discussion disinteresting. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Mutz. Um, that does mean a great lot. And just just on that, like that that is, you know, the I guess the the real aim of the show. I know we spoke about this off air briefly, but the whole hot takes thing is is a bit hyperbolic. Like the, I'm not. This show isn't about people coming on and, and just spewing random thought for the sake of uh, you know a, a quick you know soundbite. Yeah. It's about it's about having a um, you know a thought provoking discussion that is you know with no barrier yeah. for entry. 
that anyone can come on and we can talk about politics and we can talk about you know international issues and we can talk about video games and we can have and i mean if, if you're coming here exclusively for you know hot takes and for you know extremist views then you can go fuck yourself you are what is wrong with this country and this place in this political sphere why are you doing this to us i I wouldn't go as far as to tell my listeners to go fuck themselves but i respect your i I respect your your, are you uh, happy are you happy with (laughs) what this has come to that we are giving you the hot takes against yourself i respect your right to uh to the hot take sammy so i appreciate that (laughs) ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you so much for joining us for another episode of it is what it is this has been a product of 8-bit and you can find all of our content over at 8-bit.net and you can follow us on twitter sammy is at sammy deej which is s-a-m-m-y-d-e-e-d-g-e and i am at crazy underscore mate 8-bit is at we are 8-bit on all of the socials uh if you enjoyed this episode remember head on over to itunes give us a subscribe leave us a review and i'll read it out like i did for mutz and every other lovely human being who's been uh been kind enough to leave us a review it does help us out a great deal it makes us discoverable helps bump us up in the searches when people are looking for stuff to listen to so uh um the more the merrier with that and uh next week i'll be joined by the lovely benny 8-bit so if you've got any questions for myself or benny uh for next week's show you can email us hello at 8-bit.net sammy yeah there's been an absolute pleasure talking with you tonight thank you so much for joining me fantastic you can really say it was what it was it was what it was a deal is a deal business is business boys will be boys (laughs) until next time friends it is what it is